Welcome to the Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time. This is Pastor Donnie bidding you a great day. Hope you're doing great today. Thank the Lord for you taking just a few minutes uh, to tune in with us today. We appreciate you doing that. We're looking in the Gospel of John today. We're continuing our study. Just a reminder this morning, if you have a copy of God's Precious Word, I want to encourage you to open up your Bible along with me and let's read together as we're going to be looking in verse 18 down through verse 21 today. I remind you that Jesus had left the place where they had the Last Supper and he and his disciples had made their way out into the night and they were heading towards the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus is actually speaking. He's speaking to God the Father. He's in prayer, but he's speaking audibly. In the previous chapters, in chapter 14, 15, and 16, we find that Jesus was speaking from his heart to his men. And he was telling them many valuable things, as they would recall later as he ascended back to heaven, was seated at the right hand of the Father. And in their life, they would recall these valuable things that Jesus spoke to them. But in chapter number 17, we find the Lord is actually praying a prayer. He's in deep conversation with God the Father. And boy, what a prayer Jesus prays here. Let's look in verse 18 this morning and read down through verse 21 today. Verse 18 of John 17. Jesus is praying, and he says these words, As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me, through their word. Notice verse 21, that they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. What a blessing it is to read these valuable verses of Scripture and think about the prayer that Jesus is praying. May I submit three simple thoughts to you today as we look at these verses. First of all, we see the divine mission. If you'll notice with me in verse 18 again, Jesus says, As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. 
Jesus is the greatest missionary of all missionaries, amen? And the disciples were going to go into the world as well. They were going to preach the gospel, the good news of Calvary, after the death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus. The divine mission. And let me say this, the mission of God is the gospel. The good news that Jesus came to this world, died for our sins, arose on the third day, 40 days later, ascended and seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding for whosoever will. We have a great high priest, my friends, who's living today. As I think about that, the divine mission of God is the gospel, getting the gospel to the world. Can I encourage you today? Let's do our part to get the gospel to the entirety of the world. Could be that God wants you to use to be used to send the gospel to the world. Maybe you could help a missionary. Maybe you could financially support a missionary. Maybe you can give a gospel track and give a gospel witness right here at home. And that's home missions as well. We are to go into all the world. That includes our hometown. And preach the gospel. Give the good news that Jesus saves. Can I encourage you? Don't hide the good news. It's too good to hide. Amen. We should be giving the gospel. I remind us the first two letters of the word gospel is go. And we should take into consideration that truth. The mission of God is the gospel. That's the heartbeat of God. I'll say that. And I'm glad that God came where we were with the good news of the gospel. And he sent somebody by to tell us about Jesus. Aren't you glad? The message of the gospel is sent from God to mankind. And I'm thankful for that. We should understand that. So it is the divine mission that Jesus is talking about. But not only that, but in verse number 19, I draw your attention not only to the divine mission, but to the divine meditation. You see, it was on Jesus' mind. In verse number 19, he said, And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Now, Jesus was not speaking of his needing forgiveness of sins. Jesus was sinless and is sinless, and he knew no sin. And literally, he paid our sin debt. That's why that he is the substitutionary lamb of God. He is sinless. He had no sin within him. Why was that? Well, because that he was born of God and not of the Adamic seed as you and I. You see, Jesus is the God-man, God in the flesh, amen. And on Calvary, he suffered and bled and died. But here it is, he is giving himself to the thought of what his mission was. And he said, for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. And as I think about this, again, Jesus was not speaking of needing forgiveness. But a part of sanctification is being made for the purpose of God. And that is exactly what Christ is speaking of here. Jesus was speaking of him being set apart to fully fulfill the redemption plan of the Father. We should rejoice in that. 
that he did complete redemption's plan on Calvary. When he said it is finished, that completed God's redemptive plan. I'm glad that he come up from the grave. I'm glad that he suffered and bled and died for my sins and your sins. But we have a living Savior today. Amen. And I thank God for that. As I look at that, I see the divine meditation. It was on his mind. It was on his mind. The divine mission. Well, that is that the message of the gospel would go forth. And then we see lastly this morning, the divine motivation. In verse numbers 20 and 21, Jesus' prayer was not limited to only his disciples. Hallelujah. I'm included in his prayer right here in verse number 20. If you mark in your Bible, I want to encourage you to underscore that verse. And even if you don't mark in your Bible, that would be a place to put a mark, to put an explanation point, to put a, an underline, to highlight in the word of God. Jesus was not limited to his disciples. Look what he says in verse 20. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. Can I say this to you? We didn't hear the disciples preach. I never heard the apostles. I, I wasn't there on the day of Pentecost, but someone was, and those people heard. I wasn't there when Paul took the gospel into Europe. But someone was, and they heard. And that message of the gospel has been passed on from generation to generation. And thanks be unto God that God knew as he looked from eternity past to eternity future. And he knows, amen. And he saw you and I in need of a Savior. And the Lord Jesus was praying for you and I today. We should rejoice in that, knowing that he was on his way to Calvary, but we were upon his heart. I love that verse of scripture. It's And, and let me just say this, Jesus was not praying limit, limited to the disciples. He was praying for you and I as well. But there's something else I want you to notice in verse 21. The Bible says that they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. You see, Jesus was praying for you and I, but he was also praying for the oneness of the faith. Can I tell you this morning, we need to be one in the faith. Can I encourage you, don't be a troublemaker in the church. Can I encourage you to watch what you say? Don't be bitter. Don't be angry. Don't be mad at your pastor. Love him. Pray for him. Encourage him. He needs that in the hour in which we live. You say, how do you know? Because I've pastored for a long time. And I understand what it is to be a pastor. Can I tell you, divisions in the church grieve the Holy Spirit of God. God wants us to be in full communion with Him and in communion one with another. The Bible teaches that. So my friends, I'd be very cautious about causing trouble in the house of God. Now I'm not saying there's not things that we need to stand up against. We should stand up for the right. And we should always stand up for the Word of God and believe the truth of the Word of God. But let me say this. Don't cause trouble just for the sake of causing trouble. 
Have a valid reason before you say anything and do it the right way. If you've got a problem with a pastor, go to the pastor. If you've got a problem with someone else in the church, go to them first and talk it out. And then if it doesn't work out, then go back with a witness and get it worked out that we can be one. Amen. Boy, that would help us all if we would always realize that. So Jesus here was praying for your church and my church as well. Because they are his church. Amen. We are the church. And Jesus was praying for us. Well, it's not God's fault that there's so many divisions among the faith. Did you know today that there's so many divisions and denominations and differences even in Baptist faith? I have uh, the title here above us. It's on this side. The Bethel Baptist, right? About, uh, I, I never make a weatherman. The Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time, that, that word Baptist. You, did you know there's so many different flavors of, of a Baptist? There's probably as many as Baskin-Robbins has ice cream flavors, amen? There's probably that many different flavors of Baptist. But can I tell you, those divisions come from man and not from God. I want to say this, the word of God is forever settled. It is what it is, and it is God's word. It's not ours. And there's so many carnal divisions among people. We need to be cautious of that. We need to not be a divider, but we need to be a uniter around the truth of the word of God. We need to study it. We need to be like the Bereans who studied the word. And I see my time is long past on this uh, devotion time. God's will is that the world would see the unity in the family of God. But what oftentimes the world sees is fussing and feuding and fighting. Amen. Just like the children in a lot of Christian homes, mom and dad, fussing and feuding and fighting. What they act on Sunday don't, act to act, don't add up on Monday. I'm sorry to say it, but we need to be right with God and right with each other. If we'll do that, We'll see God do great and mighty things. Amen. I want to see revival in my generation before it's too late. Amen. I want to see it today in America. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Well, Lord bless you. I think I've meddled enough this morning. May God bless you. We'll be back, Lord willing, again for another Bethel Baptist Bible devotion. Until then, Pastor Donnie, bidding you a great day. God bless you. Just breathe.